Each episode of Education with an Edge is meant to create, cultivate, and inspire honest discussion about issues affecting youth. Hosted by author, artist, educator, advocate, and speaker, Jaquel Lane. Hello and welcome. My name is Jaquel Lane and I am your hostess of Education with an Edge, the podcast dedicated to youth because we believe that every child matters and you should too. I'm so very excited to be here with the beautiful and talented Megan Swanson. Um, She actually teaches women to become irresistible communicators. She is the CEO of Powerhouse Pageantry and the Powerhouse Podcast. She has had an illustrious career in her life but she's also been Miss Nebraska USA 2020 and Miss Nebraska 2014. Welcome, Megan. I have been wanting to get together with you for so long, and so thank you for taking time to yes. be here with us today. It is my honor. I have admired you from afar, and I remember when you messaged me, I was like, I was meaning to message you. I think I even asked you a couple of years ago to be on my podcast, so we'll have to do that in reverse soon, too. I would love that. I would <laughs> love that. That would be such an honor, and as I said, seriously, the pleasure is all mine, and I've been so excited and wanting to get this scheduled, and um, obviously admire you and look up to you so much, and, and we'll talk about your podcast, because you definitely need to check this young lady out. She's a rock star, so, <laughs> um, so uh, you know, we're just obviously so excited to have you here, and since this podcast is dedicated to young people, um, can you just take a little bit of time to tell us about yourself and how you grew up? Yes. So I'm from a very loving family of five. Um, I think as you get older, or as I've gotten older, I've realized more and more how rare that is to have an amazing family. And um, I'm excited to go back and listen to even more episodes of your podcast too, just to hear, because I'm sure some people have some crazy stories. But uh, when I moved to Nashville when I was 18, I I was born and raised here in Omaha, older brother, younger sister, uh, graduated from Miller North, was involved in the arts and basketball and things like that. Uh, 4.0 student, but then fled to Nashville, as I always say, and I wanted to be a Christian singer since I was little. My parents met in a recording studio here in Omaha 35 years ago, singing for TV, and uh, wanted to be Carrie Job since I was 12. So I moved to Nashville and um, was a very small fish in a very large pond and was immediately overwhelmed, walked through uh, a lot of really hard things at 18, 19 that astronomically changed my life and grew me as a person. Um, But I realized that I took a lot of things for granted, like having dinner together as a family, even if it was like chowing down our food and 15 minutes in between basketball practice and show choir. But I'm really grateful for my Midwest upbringing. I'm really grateful for being raised in an amazing city like Omaha. And I never thought I'd live here again. I moved back here in 2016, um, but just really grateful to be raised in the family that I had. We didn't have a lot um, monetarily growing up. My parents were in ministry, but we had each other. And uh, that's really made me into the person that I am today. That's awesome. And I was going to touch on this too. Um, Yeah, you're a nationally known recording artist and like a very extremely talented musician, which I should have put in like your bio. Um, So um, (laughs) we'll talk about how people can find you and things like that. And I've heard you sing and I've heard your voice and um, we share a love of music. And so I'm huge on incorporating and encouraging people to promote and support the arts and youth. And so that's unfortunately, as you know, some of the programs that are first cut in education. And so um, that's a huge... really determined to see that come to an end hopefully because kids need a reason to go to school academics are so important but oftentimes music and the arts are what keep them there and um, especially for and this was not the case in your circumstance but for at-risk kiddos 
that are very artistic that, um, you know, need a reason to wake up and go to school every, every day. So yeah, absolutely. And if I can interject too, yes. so with, uh, you'd be surprised so many of my clients who probably from the outside people would think, Oh, you're a pageant girl. You've had it all together. Your life is perfect. I can't tell you how many stories I've heard over the last five years of my company of women who have dedicated their whole platforms to that from every kind of background you could ever imagine. And one client that comes to mind is one of my clients in Alabama, who I'm so grateful for. Her name is Jessica. And we've really worked together to help her incorporate um, a system of incorporating the arts into schools that won't have to just be directly related to funding, because we realize that it is largely a funding issue and sports make more money than arts and all these things. So just so you guys know that are listening, we do have amazing women out there who are working on this and different attributes and and different ways trying to make this happen. And I think after COVID, um, things like the arts, whether you are a sports person or not, even if that's not your main thing, there are attributes of artsy things that can help you learn in different ways and make you feel known and loved and intelligent as a human being that are oftentimes overlooked. So just a little PSA from the pageant world. No, that's (laughs) absolutely, I love that you interjected that because that's so very important and um, we'll need to get, you know, the inform- your information so that people can support you in, in those endeavors too. Um, so kind of moving on, but you've obviously had such an interesting upbringing and things like that, but um, who is, you know, one mentor in your life that has really impacted you greatly? And I'm sure you've had several, but just one that kind of sticks out. Yeah. So I have to break the rules and say two, because they're for two different reasons. Yeah. So my mom, uh, which sounds so cliche, is an amazing, amazing woman. She toured the country in her early twenties as a female in a rock band all over the, all over the world really um, did the U S department of defense tour, sang in Guam, Japan, all these different places, and then was waiting for my dad to grow up. She's (laughs) 10 years older than my dad and uh, literally could have babysat him. She hates when I say that, but it's very true. And um, she's just a rock star. She moved to LA for a couple years and to pursue modeling work for a entertainment law firm and, and really has just been a trailblazer. And we both have a very, um, we're, we're Enneagram eights. I don't know if y'all have taken the Enneagram personality test yet, but we're an eight. And so we're a challenger and it's very much a bull in a China shop sometimes, but it's a trailblazer. It's somebody that has a really apostolic calling on their life. Somebody who's called to break ground that didn't exist before. And, um, you know, that wasn't always popular. She was born in 1957. And so women didn't have the opportunity to grow businesses and do these different things. And so, um, while we fought a lot growing up because we're the exact same person, I now, um, you know, she works for me part-time as well. My sister works for me and, and we're a big happy family. I'm so grateful that she showed me what it meant to be a strong woman. And then second of all, um, a woman by the name of Real Talk Kim, Kim Jones is an amazing mentor in my life. She has a million social media followers and I admired her from afar for a really, really long time. She's got like white and pink spiky hair. She's in ministry, um, but also has her own fashion label and is an amazing author and was raised um, in special ed and was told that she'd never write a book. She could never write or read or do anything and now is the most followed Christian woman on the planet. And to make a long story short, I admired her from afar because she got famous from doing a motivational video while her car broke down on the side of the road on the way to Bloomingdale's because she didn't have enough money to fix it. And her um, her video went viral. And long story short, here we are almost 10 years later. And she's impacted so many women who may just not fit the normal archetype of that I don't know, a a typical woman, right? And especially in the Christian circle of just kind of submissive and soft and passive. And she's this loud, like crazy person who wears 17 different prints in one day and um, really made a way for herself to impact women. And so she's had a massive impact on my life. I was um, so blessed to have her on my podcast and now she's a personal mentor of mine. And it's just so crazy. 
I, I remember just thinking like, how in the world did I get connected with you? And why in the world did you give me your phone number? You know, but God just has a way of connecting people um, and, and people showing up in your life. I think I love that quote, when the mentee's ready, the mentor shows up. And that's definitely been something in my life that has been emulated in my story. I love that. And I love the fact that um, both of the women that you chose, as you said, were challengers. And I, I mean, and even still today, I think one of the things that we need to remind young girls about is that don't shrink back, you know, statistics kind of show that um, up until the sixth grade, girls are more likely to step out there and, and go into, they're still interested in science and math, and they're more apt to try sports or be in the arts and things, and then middle school is kind of this time where they become more insecure, and they step back, and their voices shrink, and um, it's so very important to not do that mm-hmm. at, at any age, for sure, but to honestly stand in your truth and be proud of who you are and the individual that you are as a woman and that's obviously what you stand for what your whole company stands for what your podcast stands for and um absolutely amazing examples of mentorship in your life um so thank you for sharing yeah so cool thank you um if you had one piece of advice to give a young person today that you wish that you had received what would it be and why this is also probably cliche but it's easier said than done but stop caring what people think I just wish that I, I walked through a lot of really hard things in middle school and high school. I wanted to quit middle school. I wanted my mom to homeschool me. I would come home crying every day, but I was the girl who was getting straight A's, was the star on the basketball team, got every single solo in the musical, every lead in the musical. You would never, ever know that I was struggling. Um, and yet I had a girl who bullied me for 13 years of my life from the time I was five till I was 18. My pastor's daughter made my life a living hell and tried to get me kicked off worship team, these different things. Betray- like I went through so much betrayal specifically with females. Um, in fact, I didn't have a, a female friend that lasted long than three weeks till I was 20 years old, which is part of the reason why I developed an eating disorder when I moved to Nashville, these different things that I had no idea how to process the emotions I was feeling. Um, and so kind of two things, just stop caring what people think. I, I Real Talk Kim actually says that they're not paying your rent, you know, stop caring That's right. <laughs> what, what they think of you. But we live in this kind of incubator, this tiny society on social media, and, and especially kids now, I'm like, I'm afraid to have kids one day, like, because I how the heck do I handle what they see and their perceived image of what is beauty and what is self-worth and these different things, which is what wakes me up out of bed every day. Um, but stop caring what people think. And, and it really is the most empowering thing. Just figure out who you are and, and then don't be afraid to talk to somebody. In college, we had free counseling and I had such a stigma against what counseling was and what talk therapy was. Now I pay a lot of money, you know, for that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if I could have just utilized knowing that it was okay to talk to somebody. Um, And I think that I would love to have a conversation with you after this of just like, I really wish that we could have not just a guidance counselor, but like a counselor in public education or at least access to one because of what we could do to help these kids that are struggling through anxiety, depression, um, self-harm, these different things. But those two things I think would have astronomically changed my existence um, in middle and high school. And I'm glad that I learned them now but many people still don't even know who are at my age. Absolutely. And I think you touched on something that's so important. And I I just kind of want to go back a little bit because to hear that story and to hear everything that you went through, and I'm – I become very passionate throughout my years of teaching with anti-bullying and watching it, being a teacher and seeing it firsthand and how it adapts and how we deal with both the child that is bullying and the child that's being bullied. Um, I think that oftentimes um, in the past it was this like really taboo subject that you just didn't broach it or they're just kids. But if you talk to any adult, um, and I can recall instances as 
your own, you know, that it sticks with people. And so we need to protect those kids that are going through that because the bullier is really angry. You know, we need to get to the bottom of that and help them um, because there's some issues that they need to work out. And then the child that's being bullied, those lasting, um, you know, things that are said about them, negative things, negative self-image can last, honestly, like a lifetime. And so one of the things sitting here across from you, no one would, and as you said, I mean, no one would guess, I mean, you're Miss Nebraska USA 2020, for goodness sakes, everybody would just think, oh no, like she just breezed through life. And I think that's the biggest thing that I'm worried about young people today is that they oftentimes will look at someone like you and say, everything was totally fine. These obstacles that I'm facing are insurmountable. There's no one that can help me. I how am I ever going to get through this? You know, I'm alone. And that's the worst thing, um, which is I'm so grateful that you're willing to be on this podcast because that's what having guests on here is all about, is that hopefully young people will listen to this and say, this is Miss Nebraska USA. She went through this. I can get through this too. Um, and, and we just, we need to really, really support our young people and our youth. And so thank you for standing in your truth and for being willing to share that. Mm-hmm. You too. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Um, you've had so many, I almost, this question, um, but you've had so many accomplishments, but to choose one that you are the, what would you, what would you choose or what would you say is the one that you're the most proudest of and why? Yeah. So when I was, when I was thinking about th- this question, I think it's easy to say like, oh, winning Miss Rescue USA or reaching my first six figures in my company. Um, but when I was thinking about this, I, I feel like I talk about that a lot on social. So everyone can go follow me later, listen to my podcast, <laughs> and you can hear a lot of those things. But honestly, I think one of the, the proudest moments of my life, I'm going to try not to cry, um, is, is getting out of a really abusive situation that I was in a couple of years ago. Um, I don't know what it is about strong women that evil men think that they need to prey upon. Um, but there are dream stealers in all of our lives yes. and whether they're family members, whether they're your best friend, whether it's a professor, um, which happened to me in college as well. Somebody that emotionally abused me in college, um, verbally abused it. I think there's such a stigma against it still. And like, I hate to say that cause it's so like taboo. Um, it sounds so cliche, but like there is such a stigma that, like I said, I, I didn't go to counseling in college. I didn't even know there was an option. I was like, oh, well, I haven't been sexually abused. So therefore there's nothing for me to go to counseling about. Or like, I have a good family. So why would I take somebody else's spot? But I was hurting. And um, that manifested into binge eating disorder. It manifested into getting in a bad relationship because my self-worth was off. And I didn't know the signs of somebody who was trying to manipulate me and put their hooks in me. Um, and so I walked through about a year of a really emotionally abusive relationship that ripped me to my core. Um, but now three years later, which still isn't that far removed, um, I feel like I've completely reinvented myself. And being willing to dive into that vulnerability and heal and still try and lead others from a place of imperfection, um, you know, I did didn't close my business. I didn't like just quit and become a hermit. Like, but that was really hard because I think it feels inauthentic to lead others when your life isn't this version of what you think it needs to be. Um, and so I had to learn how to lead from imperfection and, and be vulnerable along the way. And now it's been something that I've been able to help a lot of my girls see the warning signs of as well. But honestly, without that, I don't think I'd be the person that I am today. I don't think I'd have the perspective and, um, kind of the old soul that I even carry today. And so, um, yeah, like let your mess become your message if you will, but super grateful that through a a tough time, God was still there and I could still grab onto that light and that he could take me to where I am now. Absolutely. And I think you touched on something too, you know, 
God never says that life is going to be easy. Um, and so I think that by you really going through that test, that can turn into your testimony. And once again, um, so many young women that are suffering from abusive relationships or stay in a relationship longer than they should because they've convinced themselves that that's what they deserve or that yep. that's okay. Um, to really, you know, we do need to talk about that more in society of noticing the, the warning signs of this is emotional abuse. You don't have to be, you know, physically abused or sexually abused abuse, as you said, emotional abuse is a real thing that can absolutely, um, hurt you and hinder you, um, so very detrimentally. And so I, I think especially for young girls, how, and it's so easy on social media, how they're presenting themselves, um, there needs to be so much more education on, you know, uh, how to do that and how to have a positive body image while not mm-hmm. hurting yourself, you know, yeah. years down the road. Um, and so we're so very, I mean, I'm so very grateful that you're willing to to talk about that instance in your life because things are not always easy. And mm-hmm. there are things that you have to overcome. And congrats to you that you kept everything going and your business going and that you were still able to help and encourage and empower women during that difficult time. Yeah, and I just want to commend you too. I mean, I think that you're providing, like even the name of your podcast, Education with an Edge, you're providing education to things that maybe might be on the fringe of normal conversation. And that is so important because oftentimes those are the things that we actually need to talk about. Thank so you. I commend you as well. Thank you. Um, so I, I know that this question talks about your platform, but, um, and you have been in pageantry in the pageant system, and I would love to talk to you about what that's meant to you. Um, but if you were to say one of the most important focuses that you're focusing on right now, or maybe, you know, maybe you do want to talk about your platform, but what, what is kind of the biggest issue that you would like to focus on now at this time in your life and why? Yeah. So it's, I've been not Miss Nebraska USA for two weeks now. (laughs) And, you know, I get asked a lot like, oh, you're devastated. How do you feel? And I was like, no, I was like pretty fine, actually. (laughs) Like, I'm good. And uh, one of the things, the reason why that is because I want to teach women to heal their spirit, their soul, and their body. And your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. And so I I did the hard work. And that's not in a bragging way, but my identity was never in this accomplishment. And when you're an achiever or when you have this dream, sometimes it can be really, hard not to marry yourself to how good you are at something um, because we're in a world in a society where you get so much affirmation for being beautiful, for being skinny, for being good at something. And so that becomes your, your livelihood. It becomes the source of your identity. So um, my greatest mission in life, and like I said, what gets me out of bed every day is helping women. I don't care how young you are, how old you are, where you come from, to separate those things and to really take a keen look at who am I? What was I created for? What's going to get me out of bed every day? What are a unique set of gifts that I can bring to the table? You know, one of the things that I see the most, which would be shocking to people, even in in pageant girls is that they they have such self-criticism which men women everybody does um and that they've lived inside their own body I think we don't realize the things that are special about us because it's so normal to us and we only live in our own body so one of the things that I try and do through coaching and why I love the coaching world consulting world is I get to help call those things out in somebody and say no 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 I can't do that. Like, that's amazing. And they're like, what? You know, I have a client who's a meteorologist. I'm like, yo, you would never (laughs) want me doing anything in science. Haven't taken a science class since junior year of high school. Like, don't give it to me, you know, or somebody with a lot of data or accounting or analytics. I'm like, no, I'm all vision, baby. Like, don't give that to me. But they're like, oh my gosh, that's 
that's special about me. And then they can start to discover that and to rewire those toxic mindsets and just clean up their souls, some trauma stuff that's happened. Um, it's amazing. Just, you can't judge a book by its cover, but that's really what I've dedicated my life to is just helping to transform the soul because, um, they might be a little dusty on the outside, um, or they might be polished on the outside and be dusty on the inside, but everybody should have a chance at becoming that version of themselves that they were created to be. And there's no payoff, like seeing that confidence and that light go on in somebody where they're like, oh my gosh, I have something to give this world. And so I fight for that every day. I love that. And I love, I mean, just in thinking about the young people that are going to be listening to this podcast, I think oftentimes young people, especially are the harshest critics, right? Because they see all of this, all of these images. And there are so many, as you said, women and men that are fighting against that with the body positivity movement and all these things, everything that you're doing, but young people, especially, I mean, it's hard for me. And I've said this before, even, you know, the comparison game and this and that and the other. So it's, if it's hard for an adult, imagine for a child, you know, who's on social media, how, you know, umpteen times a day, um, how hard it is for them to differentiate. And so, we commend you. I commend you for that cause and, and thank you for, for encouraging and supporting and bringing out the love and light in other people. Mm-hmm. That's so important. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've done so much, obviously, and accomplished so much, but what are some of your goals for this upcoming year, for 2021? Yes. So perfect timing, actually, of this <laughs> podcast that we're doing this now rather than, you know, a month ago or whatever, because I'm really in that season. Uh, this morning and yesterday, I kind of turned my phone off and I've just been dreaming. Um, so I'm working on, I just hired my first three employees, which is exciting. Um, I want to hire two more before the end of the year to kind of take over some coaching for me to where I can really step into a CEO role. Um, Um, And then one of my other goals is I actually just got hired on as a consultant for a $300 million company, which is amazing, um, that I've admired from a distance for a really long time to do some sales consulting and to kind of be their female powerhouse, if you will. And that was just really validating because where I was five years ago working at a coffee shop with $100 in my bank account, like, what is business? I have a vocal (laughs) degree from Belmont, you know, moved back to Omaha, no community. Um, I really want to prove to people that they can do anything. And it's important to have a great support system, but you also need to learn how to be your own support system. And so, yeah, there's, there's some tangible things that are really cool. Um, uh, kind of arbitrary things, I guess, to maybe other people, but I'd love to get married in the next two years. Um, I'm kind of on my journey with that. Um, but it's cool. I'm at that place in my life where I'm like, okay, not competing in pageants anymore. I'd love to have a family, you know, soon, which is a first for me. Cause I've been like career, make money, like <laughs> impact lives, do it solo. And there's never been somebody in my life that's been able to run with me. Yes. Um, you get that. And so, yeah, I'm excited for some of those things, spending time with family. Um, one of my other big goals is to pay off my parents' debt, um, before I'm 30. So, uh, I'm very family oriented as you guys can tell. And, um, yeah, I want to make a bunch of money, but so I can, I can give back and we're in 45 States now. So I want to get to all 50 States as a company. Um, but just giving back, like, I don't ever want to be in Walmart seeing somebody struggling for grocery money behind me and not, and even have a thought about like, okay, what do you need? Or just leaving a hundred dollar bill and them not knowing it's me. Like, I didn't get to do that as a child. Like it was my mom who was struggling, like counting for pennies, you know, at Walmart. And, um, so that drives me every day. And I want to empower other women and people from diverse backgrounds to be able to do that for others too, because, um, it's blessed to receive, but it is so much better to give. And if you're giving time, talent, or treasure, like that's what it's all about. So if I can do that, um, I want to be an emblem of somebody who's a giver. And just like when you're around me, just, you know, that I love people. Um, cause I wasn't always given that courtesy. So yeah. 
Oh my gosh, that is so beautiful. And now that I'm crying and she's crying, um, I mean, there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that God has um, put a purpose and a passion in your heart and that you are obviously going to meet and exceed every single one of your goals. And um, I'm going to tell you right now, there is, I guarantee you, a wonderful young man that is out there. So maybe he's listening right now. No, no. <laughs> um, no but um, I I know that all of your dreams are going to come true. And um, like I said, just such a beauty, so, so beauty, so, so much beauty beauty on the outside, but just such a servant heart and such a good person on the inside. Thank so you. not something that, um, any of us should take for granted. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. What is one motto or saying that you live by? Yeah, for sure. A model that or a motto that I've lived by for a long time is that failure is just getting results. Um, Again, it probably sounds cliche to some people, but ironically, I was asked that as my onstage question for Miss Nebraska USA, and it was just hilarious. I think my parents were laughing in the audience because I tell my girls that all the time, and it was so cute. When I got done and I, I won, all my girls in our little group chat were like, Coach Megan, like, you got that question, and that you say this all the time, and like, you killed it. And I was like, guys, that's because you practice what you preach. But, um, you know, any great leader has had so many failures, and I just want to take the stigma out of thinking that that failure is bad. Like, it's, it's not just a part of the journey, but it's vital for the journey because otherwise, how the heck do you learn? Um, there's something that changes in our psychology, probably when you're a teenager or social pressure or whatever, but you know, you're a teacher, like when you're young, how do you learn to walk? You fall down a million times. Yes. How do you learn to go to the bathroom? Like this, some stuff happens, you know, like it's totally normal, but then something changes in our psychology that tells us, nope, not okay anymore. Do it right the first time. It's like, no, we didn't figure out anything in science, math. I mean, all all these things without failing a million times. So I always tell people detach the emotion from failure and it'll change your life. Like you'll lean into failure and realize that just like Einstein, like you're one step closer to discovering electricity, you know? Um, and so I try to live my life that way. Not perfect, but try to. I love that. I, I do because we get so caught up in the fact is that if we don't try, we're not going to get anywhere and you cannot be afraid of failure. You know what? Because it's just a learning experience and, and you'll get through it and you'll, mm-hmm. you'll figure it out. So excellent, excellent, um, excellent feedback. Just obviously just such a, you're, you're such a light in this world and we commend you and we want you to keep on pushing and striving, um, just to be the woman that God created you to be. And we're so grateful that you're here. The world needs you for sure. Um, so please tell us where our viewers can follow you and all that you're doing. Megan is all over the place. I admire you so much. She has so many followers. She's, I mean, really, um, really, really prevalent, um, on, on social media. So, so Lay it on us. Where yes. can we find you? Well, the Powerhouse Podcast, like Jaquel said, um, you guys can find it everywhere with that podcast or streamed, listened to, whatever the kids call it today, <laughs> um, or the Powerhouse or Powerhouse Podcast underscore on Instagram. Y'all can follow my company, powerhousepageantry.com or Powerhouse Pageantry on Instagram. We're the most active on Instagram, so if you need to contact us, you can DM us, and we're pretty responsive. My team will get back to you. Or Megan underscore Swanson on pretty much all my socials, and I'm, I'm very active on there, too. Um, I try and look at my DMs and my requests and stuff like that at least a couple times a week. So, um, yeah, I, I love to be inspiring and empowering to people and just want to lift people up because like I said, I didn't, I didn't have a female mentor. I had my mom who's amazing, but really somebody, um, kind of like me and my personality that wasn't a family member that gave me permission to be all that God had for me until I was like 24, 25. So if y'all can find it now, utilize social media for good, follow great people, um, Instagram or our website are probably the best. And I think that's it. 
Yeah. That is awesome. <laughs> well, this, this has honestly just been such a joy today. And once again, thank you so very much. The beautiful and talented, uh, Megan Swanson. Um, thank you so much. And, um, this is Jaquel Lane with Education with an Edge. And, you know, if you are a young person out there that is going through something or that is suffering, we just encourage you. Um, we need you um, in this world. We need your light. We need your talents. We have um, so many resources um, and so many great partners. The Boys Town Suicide Hotline is one of them. Um, and Boys Town um, Lift Together program is also another. And we just encourage you, if you need help, um, we get it. We have heard today all of the obstacles that... Um, um, Megan went through and we know that you'll get through it too and so we're rooting for you and we're praying for you and this is Education with an Edge and we're signing off. Have a great day. If you have a question or just want to learn more, go to JaquelLane.com Thanks for listening to Education with an Edge. A Huda Media Production.